Welcome to another episode of the Streaking Lawn Podcast. Once again, my name is Pierce, and once again, Caroline is with me today. Hello, Caroline. Hey. How's up? it going? It's good. Hang good. in there. Living, All right. Living All right. my best life. Excellent. And we are joined by our newest uh, contributor at Streaking the Lawn, who I think will be a regular voice here on the podcast, but it's his first time. So big welcome to Mr. Zach Carey. Hello, Zach. Hey, guys. Happy to be here. Oh, we're happy you are here. Thanks for joining us, Zach. You know, I figure I, with your rep on, on, on the tweets and, and the, the internet following and, and your, your hip, your LinkedIn to this virtual sportsdom, everyone listening to this, I think already knows who you are and what, what kind of uh, quality analysis and content you're bringing. But just in case... Like the, my mom might not, and she is an avid listener. So (laughs) for my mom out there, introduce yourself just a little bit um, about, uh, you know, your support for the who's of blogging about it and what you're going to be bringing to the podcast. Yeah. So, um, you know, I have a lot of fun sort of diving into the X's and O's sort of the um, analytical, the, 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 I don't know, the schematic side um, of basketball. Um, also like to do some of the recruiting stuff, interviews with, uh, you know, potential recruits, commits, stuff like that. And so hoping to bring a lot of that to the blog and then obviously branch out to other sports as well. I've done a little bit of stuff um, on other sports for, for other sites that I've written for, but I'm excited to do more of that for streaking, streaking the lawn. Um, right. and, and yeah, I'm happy to be here. Sounds good. Well, we definitely have plenty to talk about today. Uh, Plenty of excellent spring sports action going on for the Who's, uh, but a lot of basketball news since we uh, last talked about our Who's. So why don't we start there? Let's start with with the basketball news over the past few weeks. Um, Some big commitments, both from transfers, uh, also from uh, an international name that was was really floated out there quite suddenly. I think you know we started to hear a little bit of smoke uh, about Igor, um, and and he committed shortly thereafter. So, uh, what are you guys' thoughts on Igor Caroline? First, how how have we dealt with getting excited when there hasn't been any? Uh, like GIF previews or, or highlight films other than I've, I found like a what a 20 second highlight co- compilation yeah. of him I mean and then I hear our buds Titus and Tate talking about him being the best international prospect coming into college which I, how is that possible where I believe them because uh, why would they lie to us well so. except that Tate said it was Igor and, oh, and Zach is. broke that news with with hard hitting evidence today <laughs> on Twitter that it is Igor which it I very much fact. appreciated so. yeah from the source um I think we all know how I feel about an international big man i'm for it like this is in this is my new like it's hard for me not to be like well jack salt worked out pretty well so, and i you know that's my that's always my hill to die on is jack well salt. there you know there's some other <laughs> international i think it's players. exciting <laughs> yeah, you know absolutely <laughs> of course um you know i think it's exciting i think it the stretch for ish question because i'm with you mm-hmm. i need to do so much research all this stuff happening with like I just I need like a week off of stuff just to re-engage and bring everything back in and figure out where we are with different pieces and Mm -hmm. I'm beginning to worry slash believe now that maybe Trey isn't coming back (laughs) and I was in the like he's gonna test the water like mommy come back (laughs) 
Um, and it's still possible that that's the case. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, we'll see, but I think he's such, he played so great. He's a good player. He's obviously got the build to be an NBA star. And I think it's potential that he could leave. Um, so you start sure. asking questions like, what is the team going to look like? And we've talked about it before, like trying to figure that out before, like September feels like a fool's errand. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's exciting to think of a new prospect coming in, you know, not to do the sources thing, but I've got a friend close to the program, whatever you want to say, <laughs> that was like super stoked about, um, now I'm like Igor, right. Okay, good. Cause I would have thought Igor. And so hearing someone right. say Igor now is like completely throwing me off, but really excited <laughs> about what he brings in the athleticism and the, the skill set. So I think it'll be, uh, I'm excited. I'm always excited about recruits. You know, I am, I'm like new person. Sure, Great. Sure. Let's go. They're going to be awesome. All right, Zach. Well, what are your thoughts of, you know, what, what is Igor bringing to the who's he seems like somebody who, you know, it always depends on what spots are there. And maybe Trey Murphy's status has a lot to deal, do with this um, immediate contribution to the Who's is, is definitely a possibility, particularly if Murphy doesn't come back next year, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I've been in the camp of assuming that Trey's gone mm. since like April, um, j- just That's because. One. <laughs> <laughs> um, less, yeah, just Less likely to have his heart broken. <laughs> yeah, just with the doomsday, I mean, I, I, that's where I'm assuming things are going to go. And I think mm-hmm. that Igor, um, that mold, that type of piece that he is, was actually always going to be on their agenda for 2021. They just missed it before recruiting wise with um, a guy like Trey Kaufman, uh, Caleb mm-hmm. Houston. And so they're always going to try and bring in this kind of like three, four um, offensively talented big guy. And I think that, you know, I actually got the chance to watch a couple of Igor's games um, in Germany. And I think that he's really interesting because he's got a high ceiling offensively. He can do a lot of really nice things um, and he's going to be able to contribute right away. Like he's going to probably yeah. be able to give you 15 minutes defensively. There's question marks. Like, I don't know if they're going to be able to have him guard on the perimeter um, like mm-hmm. Trey was able to, but I think that they'll be able to figure that out, mask some of the issues that he might have and just get some, some nice minutes from him. He's going to be able to stretch the floor. He's just going to be able to fit into the offense pretty well. There's going to be an, an adjustment uh, coming over from Europe just because the game is incredibly different. He's going to be asked to do things that he's never done before in his life. Um, and again, <laughs> lots of guys are when they come to Virginia. Um, sure. So, I mean, there's going to be an adjustment period as always. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's nice to have a, a 2021 pickup, um, to have two guys coming in that class is, is nice. And, and there's high potential there. So I'm happy about it. And he, he seems played, like a legitimate shooter. With- he played with Isaiah in the yes. German league, right? Is yeah. that is that what I'm hearing? Is that, yeah. is that those are the words on the street? <laughs> yeah, he's like in the same program. He there's like an A and a B team basically, and so he was playing on the B team with the younger guys, and then I think recently has just started playing in games with the A team that that Zay is on. Yeah, that's awesome. It's funny when you watch, um, you know, recruiting uh, highlight films and, and especially after a guy commits, you're like, wait, well, yeah, well, let me watch this highlight film. He's just, he hits every shot. He yeah. must yeah. be a great shooter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Uh, it's a highlight yeah. film, but looking at his stats, I mean, he's playing against, uh, you know, d- decent to good to better than good competition. The, the, this isn't like it's so much the diamond in the rough as far as, background it's more just because we didn't we didn't hear the name you know we didn't know there was a connection or and whatnot so it does seem sort of sudden but he seems to be bringing a a really strong skill set offensively across the board shooting he looks real bouncy so you know he's got that fluid get into the lane type of uh attack and in the brief things i've been able to see but he fits right in with everybody else they're bringing in so 
uh, we've got Tane Murray as as we've known yes. for a while. Um, I'm still very excited. About first that. year <laughs> and a, and a highly regarded uh, prospect. I mean, you know, two four seven has a as a, a four star, uh, ninety six uh, ranking there. But two really important transfers coming in too. Obviously, we've rehashed um, you know, already on here the the, the transfers that we lost. Uh, but Armand Franklin coming in from Indiana and Jaden Gardner coming in oh, uh, so from excited. ECU are huge. Uh, both could easily be starters. I, I would imagine Gardner's definitely a starter. Just pencil it in now. Uh, Franklin maybe a little up in the air starting just because of the, the guard rotation. Um, there's plenty of guys who, who could fit into that. But Jaden Gardner, why don't we start with him, brings something that they absolutely needed um which is a big physical presence in the paint and also scoring ability in the paint um you know he he should he should fit right into what we've seen in sort of that uh you know he's fun to bring up these days because what he's doing in washington but that that anthony gill is sort of what i see in some of uh gardner's game uh, which which looks like a good thing like i said so um caroline why don't you share a couple thoughts on uh gardner there make the whole team out of anthony gills um I they guys, might run into some issues, but I no, feel like, I can't yeah. see what the problem would be. Um, no, and that's the comparison that got me the most excited about. You know, when Jaden Gardner hit the transfer market, I think he was top ten in almost every list I saw that was like best transfers on the. You know, a lot of teams that yeah. were vying for that because, like you said, he's a ready, physical, big body that has offensive abilities at the rim, which is definitely something that Virginia really needed. Um, you know, they had two great bigs last year when you look at Jay and Sam, but we talked a lot about how their best game was away from the basket. And this brings someone whose best game is potentially at the basket. Right. Um, and that's huge. And the other comp that absolutely sells me is on Ken Palm that compared him to Jordan Caroline from Nevada. So who oh. I love for multiple reasons, one of really which is very obvious, <laughs> but also he's just, he was a fun, yeah, fun yeah. player to watch and a guy that, I think that if you watch any of those Nevada games, you had to like instantly be drawn to the way that he played the game and and adding someone like that is a huge upgrade for, you know, like Zach said about Igor, like the big question is always going to be how ready are they to play defense? You know, that Mm -hmm. type of thing. Um, I'm really, really hoping for a lot of reasons that they can get back to a normal off season, preseason type workup um, that these guys can get in with Mike Curtis. Have you seen the new, video the workout facilities by the way probably not i have i mean i'm regularly diving into workout facility reviews <laughs> on, on youtube but yeah, pierce is it's on been Reddit. a busy few weeks <laughs> backslash workout facilities college <laughs> um but i'll try i'm gonna try and drop something on the website because it is worth like they upgraded it's it's beautiful and i know that's All a weird right. thing to say about uh, they have one of those like floating chambers yeah, facilities yeah i don't know what the ter- yeah they, <laughs> they've got everything it's well, like the, willy wonka's like what the they've got all the toys wonka. yeah the like the 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 like salt water blackout yes. pods i think that that's you, what it is you can you can rent i forget anyway but yeah but so anyway <laughs> it's exciting to see two guys come in in like the you know armand and, and Jaden that seem 
like you said, ready. And Armand, you know, just jump. I know you asked me about Jaden, but too bad. I do what I want. Um, he's a guy that was playing. People call it the pack line. Let's be no. He was playing something similar. I'm just kidding. He was familiar, like playing in a similar type defensive scheme. So at Indiana, so that's something that will prepare him even more to be ready to contribute day one. And uh, Armand, I mean, he's a good player. He 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 seems to be someone. I think if we had an Indiana fan on, they would say they're rooting for him, um, but he hasn't quite gotten that potential uh, that they, they wanted in him. And, and not that anyone had given up on, I think it was sort of a surprise that, that he was leaving and they wanted him back. I, I, yeah, you know, no, that definitely. Entire fan base. <laughs> um, but someone that almost fits into like what we were saying about Marcel and, and like wanting to rely on him to be that guy. So maybe, you know, maybe a, a change in, uh, scenery is good for for both of them uh, obviously we hope for for Franklin and um, Zach can you talk a little bit about these guys but um, also something since uh, this year first time on here something we've been hitting all basketball season was just how weird the lineups were and 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 how that made it such a unique year for UVA because obviously they were playing Huff obviously they were playing Hauser it, a lot of those two guys is why they were so good right but the trickle down effect for what Huff brings to that position and what Hauser brings to his position impacted everybody else on the floor and just really put out this product that we weren't used to and maybe Again, this isn't like saying this is why they lost or anything like that, but it's sort of why we saw a lot of odd results or or, or just guys playing in maybe a little lost, at, you know, in, uh, different different aspects, particularly offensively. So, talk to me about how Franklin and Gardner fit into maybe what we are more used to as like a standard type of UBA lineup. Yeah, I mean, I think starting with with Franklin, he is your classic Virginia big guard and all yeah. he's Malcolm Brogdon that's what the role that he fits and and not to um well he's been more successful than than Casey what at at Indiana he was more su- successful than um Casey was at Virginia I mean he averaged double figures last season he's very good the, the comp that I actually made for him was was Victor Oladipo he's got really nice athleticism right. obviously that's ceiling um <laughs> but yeah he's gonna fit in right away I think you might be a little concerned about Jaden uh, Gardner defensively, just with like hard hedging. Is he going to be able to do that? Is he not? Um, but yeah, I mean, Gardner fills that sort of front court offensive um, sort of punch that they needed, that they wanted from Justin McCoy, who then left, obviously. Um, but yeah, he's going to fill that role, going to make it a little bit easier for them to run some of their more traditional stuff offensively. So, you know, the mover blocker stuff, down screens, feed the big, um, you know, he's going to be shooting some threes. Like I, the opportunity to, to talk with him the other day. And I think that something that he's really interested in um, is, is shooting more from deep and, and Bennett kind of promised him like, yeah, you're going to get that opportunity here. Right. Um, I think that the weird thing with the lineup is going to be Kihei and Reese again, yeah, because yeah. like those two are going to be starting in the backcourt next year. And, and I'm assuming with Franklin at the three Gardner at the four and probably Caden at the five, if he's healthy, assuming the tray is right. gone at that point. Um, and so it kind of comes down to like, how much does Reese develop into a shooter? Can teams play off right. of those two guys again? And not to, you know, get into individually one of them or criticize them all that harshly. They're just, they don't fit perfectly together, even though they're right. good individual players. Um, and I think that Franklin's going to be able to take away um, some of the concerns there because he's going to be a, a third ball handler, a guy who can shoot, make plays for himself. So you have some more uh, playmaking in the backcourt and then guard is going to pr- 
provide that inside presence that we didn't really have, even though um, Jay and Sam were so good offensively, he's going to give you that scoring punch. And then hopefully Caden um, can show us more of what some of the, the glimpses we saw. But yeah, I think the lineup's going to be weird again, honestly, <laughs> just with Reese and Kihei. Um, it kind of comes down to how much those two guys have developed and kind of learned to play off each other. You sort of you... feel like they've got to both start because of, I mean, Kihei is going to be the senior veteran at that position, but we see how important Reese is to this team and taking that second year leap, hopefully makes them even more important, but it's going to be maybe a situation where either of them playing with Franklin at the two is a little bit better suited on their own end than playing against each other. Like you said, um, playing two ones at the same time. I was going to say, I wonder how much like, and someone's going to clip this and save it for me for the end of next year or whatever. But sure. I wondered at times if like Kihei might get the start, but we might see the same number. And even if it's not, you know, Franklin at the three, whatever it is, like, I, I feel like they might end up having the same minutes. I mean, it's yeah. staying as I, I honestly like I play more. I mean, I want, I kind of want Reese to stay the, centerpiece one and then he plays alongside either kihei or franklin or both mm -hmm. like i don't know if that's people would be like that's blasphemous no no because no. it's not <laughs> saying kihei should be on every single second but i feel like those pieces i think to your point zach i think those pieces add much more versatility in what the lineup looks like yeah i mean it's it's kind of the like no one wants to say it but lots of people are thinking it like is reese gonna take Kihei's job a lot of people gonna... are saying it Zach. okay a lot of people are saying it. okay well I'm nervous to say it I'll yeah. say that much it's nerve-wracking for me to say it because I feel like anyways um but I'd say that the big the cautionary tale there is well who else is starting then because if you have Franklin at the two and you okay Reese or Kihei one of them is starting Franklin at the two you're assuming Garden's there Gardner's there I'm assuming again I I just really love Caden. I think he has yeah. incredible potential. And if he can get healthy, I mean, he hasn't been healthy for like two years. Know, and I mean, he's had knee injuries. He's had everything. He's, I mean, but um, assuming that he's there, that he's that guy, he should be the guy in the front court. And then is it like Igor at the three? Is it Tane Murray? There's just a question mark there. Yes. And that's why I'm like. Both of them together. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, but that's always like, that's, this is, this is the part that I love. I was joking. I was on the radio earlier and was like, there's about two or three weeks right when the tournament ends that I'm just like super burned out and I'm like okay I'm good with basketball like you know um clearly 2019 was different I was like please let's continue talking about basketball <laughs> forever but you know I'm just kind of like okay I need to decompress but this is about the time where I'm like ah give me the basketball content so this is stuff I love talking about because it's it's mm -hmm you know, what do you do with like, who is that, that person going to be? And I think there are options. We just don't know what anyone looks like yet. I mean, when it comes, you know, Carson McCorkle come out yeah, flaming, that's what I was like, say. you know, McCorkle or, or, you know, or Statman. We, we don't know, we don't know exactly what the either. end result is, yeah. you know, and, and he yeah. showed flashes. Zach, you got any insider info? about? I coach? believe so. I, I'm, I, I don't know for sure. I believe Cody was cleared to play mm -hmm throughout the end. I don't know if that's news or whatever. I don't yeah. half the time. I don't know what I'm hearing, um, <laughs> but I, I think that they saw him kind of as like, just like, Oh, he's not quite there yet. Just he like played all season. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? exactly. Like, to throw so, him in. Yeah. That's yeah. Tough. I mean, at that point in the season and also, I mean, they kind of had what they needed in Trey right. sort of at that position. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I think he has a, 
I think he has the floor of just like knowing the defense and he's not going to yeah. totally screw things up offensively. I mean, he's going to give you a couple of nice flashes. I don't know if he has his shot back or whatever, right. if he, he can hit some threes, whereas like an Igor Tain Carson are potentially going to give you that like, right. you know, boom or bust um, scenario. But yeah, I mean, there's options. Um, it, it's definitely going to be another sort of weird lineup configuration, I think. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, it, you, you want to have options and I think they do. And, you know, at the small likelihood that Trey comes back, all of a sudden all your holes are filled and it's the roster looks um, amazing. But if that yeah. doesn't happen, I mean, at least they have options, especially to, to, to build for the future with these young guys. It sort of seems like the five is all of a sudden the the worry if Caden isn't there. I mean, we, you know, we love, uh, what Poppy brings to the position. And I, you know, I, honestly, Kafaro brings some offense uh, in a way that we don't, we haven't seen from a lot of guys playing at that position uh, historically here. And so all is not lost between Shudrick and Kafaro. But if, say, these habitual injuries or illness or anything comes up and, and then you're thin there, you know, that's a lot of pressure on. Gardner seems like a dude who's up for it, but <laughs> he's new, you know, even yeah. as a, like as a fourth year transfer, he does rebound. Well, that's for sure. So, you know, we, we sort of miss that, that cleaning up uh, four who could, you know, back up Jay and, and collecting the boards and things like that. But uh, I, you know, they, it, all of a sudden we have wings again. So that's yeah. nice. Cause it seemed like we had zero <laughs> a month ago. So uh, it's, it, it's good. We of course want Trey back. Uh, we love, we love Trey. <laughs> I yeah. think he'd be the fan. best player on the team. Um, you know, if he comes back, but uh, obviously he'd be first team. He's got to do what he's got to do. Yeah, I'm, for sure. Go get that paper, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Neither of us are going to, none of us no. are going to be upset with someone going to get that paycheck for sure. <laughs> um, but, you know, for the who's sake, uh, I, you know, I think that, that, that wraps up probably a lot of what we'll see for as far as basketball news for the foreseeable future, but they still have scholarships open. So it's sort of like, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it would have to be, it would have to be a, a late edition transfer mm-hmm. that no one sees coming or a 2021 like decommit that they were already involved with or something. Yeah. Yeah. Just because they're, they're not, I, I think they're just about done in 2021 recruiting. They're on to 2022 with, with live periods starting up soon. And then I think that they're kind of settled with what they have now, just yeah. looking at the roster configuration. But yeah, I mean, you, you never know. There are scholarships available. I just don't think that they want to fill them out because they filled them out this year and then we yeah. saw what happened. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> spread them out know. a little, right? Uh, right. I, I, it does seem like however many years in a row we've picked up on a, uh, wait a minute. Do they have a 2022 recruit who's thinking of coming in as a 2021 that we have that you know that Johnny Juzang the who was the kid who went to Kansas uh, from Europe but, you know the, as far back as Sly Spee? is that yeah Spy Spy yeah. Mikhail uh, <laughs> you know that there, there's always those I mean Mamadi did that you know um, way way back when so there's potential for mysteries out there zach you promised to tell us at least tell us you don't have to come on the podcast and share it, but if you hear it's broadcasting yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right well let's talk about spring sports um caroline of all the spring sports going on right now which one has you most excited we'll go in that order Ooh, I'll go women's soccer first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Just made the elite eight. It's for recency the first... bias. They I just know. Played. <laughs> also closest to uh, the, the 29th national championship. 
with ah, closest to yeah. within reach there. So this is the I first time you. since 2015 that they've made the quarterfinals. Uh, they're the only unseeded team left in the tournament. Hmm. <laughs> um, knocked off, or sorry, they took out Rice yesterday. Um, three nothing last night. Oh my God, started at 10:15. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> it was delayed because UCLA clemson went to not just overtime but penalty kicks yeah. and then a lightning delay slowed that down anyway so um yeah they've played really well they had a slow start this you know they ha- they usually would get a buy like they're usually seated right. um five acc teams made the tournament five acc teams are in the elite eight um the other four acc teams are all seated so florida state mm-hmm. shocker number one carolina number two or something like that so um, next up, they'll play number four TCU um, on Sunday at five. But yeah, so Diana Ordonez had a hat trick yesterday. Um, the two games prior, Alex uh, Alexa Spanster scored mm-hmm. four goals between the two games. So they're 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 clicking offensively. Um, and Laurel Ivory was absurdly good mm-hmm. against BYU. BYU came in with like one of the top offenses in the country. They got off like. 19 shots in the game which is a career high that laurel had faced um and five over the first five minutes there were like eight or something it was just like something out of control like they come out blazing she made 11 saves um which is what's nearly double her previous career high of six so um (laughs) she was just on fire like absolutely and it's really cool for her because you know in 2019 she had her jaw broken right. i won't say she broke her jaw because a girl came flying into her um in the acc championship game um so she missed the entire tournament which i think really i mean it started like losing your incredible goalie like the week before the tournament sure. starts like you know and they were a team that was had high expectations going into that tournament um and then obviously last year's didn't happen um so it's nice for her to be able to actually play in this one um and i i just have this weird yeah i won't not gonna fully go my darny jinx like i did for poor pd lasala which i'll get to but um they uh, sure did holy shit did (laughs) i ever Uh, (laughs) my god we'll get to that um but yeah so it's cool to see a team like steve swanson is such a great coach and it's incredible to me that they've been so close so many times and not actually been able to win the championship and so it would be pretty very um what 2015 men's soccer vibes where like no one expected any of it and they were unseated and you know parked the bus on defense and pissed off ucla and won the title like nothing would surprise me this year so yeah they're uh they're cruising right now i hope they keep it up um lacrosse selection sunday is this sunday so they should be hosting hopefully virginia is one of six sites in contention they're paying for from those six so yeah pretty yeah they, they have such an interesting resume the men's lacrosse yeah. team um they can't get past syracuse for some I'm reason but just it infuriates me to no end and they were they were on such a hot streak too is uh is why it was a little surprising so that if, if you're not following too closely at home that was their regular season uh and they lost to syracuse who they lost to earlier in the season as well which well, was, was only two goals surprising because Syracuse was was the you know the worst team in the ACC, not a bad team, mind yeah. you, because worst team in the ACC is still always going to be one of the best teams of the yeah. country. 
usually i guess virginia sort of <laughs> had some years where that wasn't the case but we're past that yeah. um anyway so you know we're, we're hoping for for hosting obviously they're making the tournament regardless and that yeah. starts um, may 15th and 16th yeah. uh, for the who's to go to to defend their title yes. and win win two in a row sort of two in a row. i mean it counts it it's counts. just you know with the obvious covid break in there <laughs> uh would be pretty special um, but what we were laughing about earlier was Darn's excellent profile of Pete LaSala, who uh, last time we talked about him, we were going, how does he win every single face-off? He was winning and like 77%. He could not win a face-off. He went one for 16. <laughs> he lost the first eight. I mean, and Virginia won three of 27. I cannot explain to you. Just insane. It's an anomaly. Yeah. It is. Like, I don't even know what to Like, I can't even. It, you'd At think that, that level. You'd think that at least 40% would just kind of happen. Like they would just like trip into a ground ball that would like, it just, I was sitting there and I was like, this is unbelievable, which is also why honestly, Virginia keeping it within two is unbelievable. I think I saw, um, (laughs) there was a great story in lacrosse magazine today that my friend Patrick Stevens wrote where Lars talked to um, Bronco to get advice. So they, scheduled if people are like they haven't played i thought their season was done they haven't played in three weeks it's because they scheduled to have make updates at the end you can only play 15 games this season they capped it including scrimmages like 15 you know whatever so they couldn't even have like an unofficial scrimmage against brown or whatever the ivy league's not like i don't even know what they're doing anymore honestly i've lost track but so they didn't have any cancellations which is great but also now you had three weeks off so Lars went and chatted with Bronco to be like hey you regularly have Mm -hmm. multiple weeks off before you go to bowl games what's your plan so they chatted and and, you know they've been you know he came up with a plan that apparently works for them and hopefully works for them we'll see what happens but um what's that plan what are they doing well it's just a scoop yeah, here's the scoop. Well, here's Patrick's scoop since he, <laughs> he chatted with themselves. Lars. <laughs> no, they um so he said he would have gone in and done like full continued normal practices and contact and all that stuff, but Bronco recommended taking a week for conditioning, running, lifting. Oof. Um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't so worry, they, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna put you through yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> this is our special story. profile. Yeah. Zach does the lacrosse team's postseason. <laughs> preparation <laughs> we sent zach home with a list of things to do um and so it, i guess zach then, has <laughs> quit the blog yeah <laughs> <laughs> but they uh yeah so they've been and then also they're emphasizing um late game possessions and um emphasizing emphasizing the ride even more than they were before to try and get back to where they were early in the season well, i like that yeah yeah it, me too. It, you know it's funny for for lasala it's got to be it, like you said, Zach, it's an anomaly. You just got to shake it off, right? Like that, you know, but face off, that's a, that's one of the more mental things in this sport. Yeah. I'll so. just say I've played lacrosse most my, my whole life. Um, face off guys are just insane. Not in a bad way, not in a bad way, but I mean, this friend of mine who's going to Ohio state, he, when he faces off like in a game, you, you don't go anywhere near him. You just yeah. leave him alone. If he's winning, if he's losing, it doesn't matter. It's like baseball pitchers. It's like you yeah. like give him a fist bump when he comes to the sideline. You just, you leave him alone. You don't huh. touch him. And when guys start losing, like it's like, it's a pitcher on a bad day. Like it, right. it just, it, it, it just snowballs. And, yeah. and once that starts happening, and I think especially against um, Fop, the Syracuse guy, like he just has a number. 
Like there's just, there's just something about it. I don't know the intricacies of actual face face-offs. Um, but, and they changed it all this year anyway. So like, right. Yeah. It's standing neutral grip. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a whole different ball game. I mean, Pete is probably what, like the second or third best face-off guy in the country, but yeah, it's yeah. just a, it's a different type of battle. And, and, the Syracuse guy was 40, like 42% against right. everyone else yeah. in the conference, like 85, except Petey. Yeah. And he's like 85% against him. And it makes no sense because Petey's like 80% against everybody else in the right. ACC. Yeah. Yeah, it, which includes like really good face-off guys from Notre Dame, <laughs> like like these guys that are like way up. Ah, oh, you just can't. It makes no sense. And it just absolutely There's drives just me nuts. Something, something going on. I wonder what yeah. the answer is if you ask them. Like you know, be honest. What what is it if there is like some sort of specific technique yeah. or, or you know? First game, I still I'm convinced he was going early, like because they Syracuse refs. <laughs> yes, I, I I joked with someone. I was like, "What's well, incredible? I hope they got a good deal bringing them down for this game." Too. Yeah. No, I mean, no, I mean, in that sense, I think, I mean, whatever. This is just theorizing, but that's like the the Cameron indoor, like the dome for lacrosse is like the Cameron indoor basketball. Hundred yeah, percent, absolutely. And it's just one of those like, True. man, what do we got to do to get like JPJ refs, man? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, the rest of the ACC thinks that Virginia gets away with hand checking and like the most, you know. Oh, so physical all the time. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, Jay Huff. You know, yeah, the, beating the people the, up. The one that he's the dirtiest player in the East. He hey, too. Yeah. And I was like, Jay he's Huff. A, yeah. Jay. <laughs> this guy. He's Another... missing a tooth and chopped wood in the off season. He's physical. Another spring sport news: uh, the baseball team is doing a lot to try and salvage um, oh. a season back up to, you know, their, their postseason uh, standard expectations. I mean, that's sort of the point of this program, but we were talking preseason going, you know, this is the Number year, five. right? Like they've had some, <laughs> they've had some issues losing recruits to the pros, which happens to all the top um, pro teams. They've had some issues with pitching seems to be the, the real uh, crux of, of sort of a, string of of disappointing years for the baseball team and and andrew abbott has you know certainly solved some of that he's he's been great but uh uh they 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 put themselves in a big hole this year and have been trying to climb out of it by winning series which thankfully they've been able to do recently um win the series against duke win a series against the Hokies, uh but losing a midweek uh heartbreaker to uh vcu a game that they were uh, leading until the the last inning so uh it's just sort of finding that effort to stay on the bubble and not not get safely on the right side of it but certainly they've been making a strong argument to be on that bubble and i think in most of those uh, prognostications you'd see they are in the first team out so range or so so um you know, losing midweek to vcu probably didn't help right exactly right i mean that that that's a resume uh, booster right there. Like VCU legit team. Um, you know, yeah. this isn't one of those midweek throwaway games where you start yeah. a freshman uh, just for the sake of giving some guys experience. Cause it doesn't matter if you lose to Radford. Well, now it matters. Like it, all, all these games are mattering uh, for the who's and they're running out of time uh, to, to, you know, few things are as cool in college sports um, than the postseason tournament in NCAA baseball. So I know we're all big fans and, mm-hmm. and uh, hoping for them to get there. Ooh, uh, two more tennis and golf are doing things. Too. Well, I was, yeah, I was going to say for the baseball team has two series left um, Wake Forest that they, they're hosting here in Charlottesville 
uh, coming up uh, after a 10 day break. So a little time to regroup there. Um, probably maybe some built-in scheduling going on there, but then they also have another one uh, on the road uh, at Boston college. So, and then of course you got your ACC tournament. So, but they, you know, the, the, the windows is closing on the baseball team. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's, they should beat Wake Forest and Boston college in these series. Like, is that fair to say? I think so. Yeah. Zach. Yeah. We're all I on mean, the same page. Yeah. I, I, just I agree mean, with me. Yeah. <laughs> you got to at this point. I mean, just, just, just do uh, they, it. I, they got to win these just two. Wins. I feel like, to, 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 <laughs> yeah, just, just, just throw strikes, win, win all games. Yeah, squ- yeah. yeah, John Means. I mean, throw strikes. Then we can't you. Yeah, you know? exactly, exactly. Go you got to get it in there, huh? Yeah, well, you know, first, <laughs> first solo no hitter in fifty years. Um, you know, something to celebrate. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, hopefully, we'll be able to talk about did they do what they, we asked of them, and hopefully, some <laughs> postseason to preview. Um, because that's that's always a, a ton of fun for for Virginia baseball there. But uh, yeah, Darns, as you said, the the covered not bare on the spring sports. So oh. what what's some last stuff to fill in yeah. our listeners about the goings on for the Wahoos? Both women's and men's tennis are hosting this weekend, the first and second rounds of the NCAA tournament. Um, right. The men are the number five seed. They won the ACC tournament. Um, mm-hmm beat unc for that so suck at tar heels uh, <laughs> just you know general. always <laughs> throw it in there forever and ever once an episode carolina <laughs> sucks <laughs> but uh yeah so they're playing great um and then also the men's and i think i think both uh let me you know well i closed chrome so we could do this podcast <laughs> um so uh, golf is also heading into the postseason so all of this is um i don't know why i opened it like it was going to be something i needed <laughs> right away straight to the golf page well that because that's your home page she just yeah, cuts out just, yeah golf schedule just if only like, if me. only had like a tiny computer um <laughs> that you carried around with you all the time that Look, also access websites it's not my fault that virginia is so good in so many things that i literally lose track of which ones have made the tournament and when the tournament is starting so it's hard work being you know national competition level in everything but softball. everything it's, oh, they're getting that. and new volleyball coach listen i would love for the softball team to be awesome we're rooting for them uh ncaa softball the, is yeah, awesome fun in the feet and palmer virginia's Park just so always great. been bad at it so we haven't well, really gotten to experience it here in charlottesville but new park new new me if you build it <laughs> they will not be bad anymore players will come um yeah so i love i want to be able to go and sit at palmer park and have a nice afternoon that place is it's really cool this is super cheesy but it is very cool to stand up on the top of, of like clockner at the top top row whatever mm. and you can like you know, everything the light touches use yours right. everything. it's almost everything the light <laughs> touches has won a national championship for everything the light touches is a non-revenue but it's cool to you like look over and you're like wow davenport's beautiful and here's yeah. a big thing that says national champions and then you've got obviously clockner that hosts soccer and lacrosse and then you've got um track and field was going it's one of those like it's a really nice spring day when like all the stuff's going yeah, on yeah, parking sucks but like fun. everything's going on so um so yeah hopefully we'll get to see more and get everything back no to normal. all right well parting shot shots until we come back for uh more spring sports zach uh what what's to give the folks at home a little more about you uh is it fair to say uh, who's hoops number one in the zach 
I care about power yeah. rankings. All right, well, what about the yeah, spring sports? What is it lacrosse because you played it so much? Yeah, it's it's. I mean, I, I was a, a lacrosse fan before I was a basketball fan, but oh, yeah, I mean, it's basketball one, lacrosse two, smattering right. of other sports, of course. Football at all? Do do we? Uh, we care no, no, about? football's there. It's just right. you know, I gotta I gotta get into it a little bit more. I think being on grounds <laughs> next year would definitely help. It's just Absolutely. there. It's kind of yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll be we'll have you back on to to give you the 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 intro course in Virginia football, which would be, you know, a summer's not enough. Honestly, I think that's like a two semester course for Pearson Caroline. Give the intro to Virginia football, the the dark years and then the the smattering of good years. Anyway, there's a whole episode on Mike London was a cop. (laughs) Did you know? All right. Well, for everybody at the blog, uh, Zach, thanks again for joining us. We look forward to having you back regularly for sure. And thank you, Caroline, as usual. Um, for everybody at the blog my name is pierce uh, stay tuned for more coverage of streakingthelawn.com and go who's